Welcome to the Batir We Go podcast, coming at you from Batir We Go Studios in lovely Dallas, Texas, God, you sound like USA. I was gonna actually, I was, I was thinking about saying what the weather was. I think I was channeling my inner weatherman. Have you ever? Do you? This is neither here nor there. Not the topic of the podcast, no. but but um, Pete Delkis is one of our local weatherman weathermen. Whether person, whether people. Um, I don't remember what channel he's meteorologist. on. Meteorologist. Sure. Although you can't say that because meteorologist actually requires a degree. But I think Pete does have You don't a have to have a degree to be a... A weather reporter? Yeah. No, you just stand there and tell people what the weather is. Wow. So they but have... But if you... Yeah, the, if you... The nerds in like the back are the ones with the degrees and they don't even get like the popularity from it? The one, yes, the ones who are actually running the models and coming up with what the weather report is, they are the meteorologists. Wow. And I, I only know that because I think where you were going with this was your story of Pete Delkis. I have a story about Pete Delkis? I thought so. Did you want to share it? I don't have a story with Pete Delkis. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, well, my story with Pete Delkis is <laughs> not is not Pete Delkis at all. But when I was in grade school, the local meteorologist came to visit the school and tell us all about weather. Got it. Don't remember his name, but at that time he wanted to make sure we understood the difference between the weather reporter and the meteorologist. <laughs> he wanted to make sure you knew. So that way. And he also wanted to emphasize that he was both a meteorologist and the reporter, so that he really was helping with the modeling for whatever news station it was. But I think that that is that difference there. Some people, some people really care about. I'm sure. Our uh, the weather man that I remember growing up. His name is Troy Dungan. And he was like regionally famous because he never did a weather report without a bow tie. And so like people would like send him bow ties to wear on air. And he was just like the guy with the bow ties. And so when he retired, it was a sad day. But anyway, Pete Delkis, um, I don't have a fun story about Pete Delkis, but if you want to laugh, follow Pete Delkis on Twitter. Because that man is very snarky. But in like a very comedic way with people on Twitter. And it is hilarious. That's all I got to say. Go check it out. P. Delkis Twitter. That's good. That's good. I like it. I think that you said Troy Duncan. I think it was Troy Dungan. Troy Duncan. That is purely me going off memory of grade school. So well, I'm too like, lazy to look it up. I, I want to comment on on your your commentary on him i think it's very interesting that's because you like bow ties i like bow ties so i like his style right and i also kind of feel a little bit of a kindred spirit because similar to how people could send in bow ties to him right to wear right on the television right people can send us stuff <laughs> people can send us hats and I will talk about it on hey, the air. Man, you got me. I didn't, I didn't know where we were going. Now that was a segue. <laughs> and we're gonna we're doing we're this gonna now. Do, we're gonna do a double segue. Oh lord! So it's gonna be great. But the sponsor of this week's episode, not the real sponsor. Don't come and sue me. This is just the fun hashtag not sponsored segment. But 
the sponsor of this week is USA Triathlon. Why is USA Triathlon sponsoring a comedy podcast from the Batiers? Because he's on your head. Well, because it's on my head for one. And two, I used to do triathlons. It was a way that I kept in shape. And one of the ways, and really the only reason that I would go and do those workouts, is to go and compete. If you don't have a goal, you don't really have that umph to go and work out, which is probably why I'm not working out as much right now as I should be. But I thought USA Triathlon would be one of the best potential sponsors of this week's episode because what we're going to be talking about today is competition. (laughs) Competition on boards. Board games. We're talking about board games. <laughs> the competition for maybe the, um, maybe you could call it the, the... The lesser athletics. The lesser athletics, but the more intellectually elite. Ooh, I like that. Or the people who like to sit around at their table and and play games. Did you grow up? playing board games like as a family was that something y'all did or and if so what was your favorite board game growing up the answer is no no we did not oh okay we would play monopoly wait you just said you wouldn't and now you're no saying we you would are. play monopoly once every three or four years maybe trouble would come out maybe shoots and let no we never we never owned shoots and ladders i was always amazed by the idea of shoots and ladders <laughs> because i never knew what it was and every once in a while, a friend would have it. And I'd be like, wait, what are the shoots? What are the ladders? Why do you go anywhere? I don't understand. <laughs> but we did have Candyland. We would play that occasionally. But if you've noticed, these are all a lot of very young right? Young games and very much games Classic, of chance. Right. What was your do – you, did you have like a favorite game growing up? Because I very much had favorite games. So I think that my favorite game – would have had to been and i i'm going to preface this with i've only played it maybe three times ever it's the game of life oh i love life yeah life was one of those games that i really enjoyed but i only played it as a child once at a friend's house and then i think i played it one more time i thought that we've played it before do you do you remember if you chose to not go to college in the game or go to college because i always chose to never go to college i think i chose to go to college that makes sense that tracks yeah i think i did would i do it today i don't know i (laughs) who knows i'm gonna i'm gonna play the uh the risk taker and now you you really do need a new game of life you need an app developer you need it to be updated you need Actually, unicorn honestly, billionaire. I, a unicorn. I wouldn't be surprised because I've played a version of life where you didn't even have like dollars. You had a crypto. No, you had credit cards and an electronic banking system. Like it was that fancy of a board game. So they've updated it. And it was still it. on a board. Yeah, it was still on a board, but it like came with like a little like Tamagotchi esque bank account okay and you would okay. scan or whatever but my favorite game growing up when i was little was clue mm. and then as i got a little bit older it was yahtzee okay i remember okay. being very into yahtzee however my sister was was she loved monopoly and she in and, and risk 
and Haley is uh, a lot more intuitive than I am and she would cr any game I ever play with her she typically would crush me unless it was like the game of life or something more chancy and less strategic and so I really just stopped wanting to play games with her for a long time like we would get into like fist fights over games because I was just like over it that I was tracks. a, I was a sore <laughs> I was a sore loser as a child I understand as a fellow sore loser you mean <laughs> Sure. Anywho, so as we've grown up, watching, honestly, so I don't know if the, you listening have played a board game lately, but board games have gotten insane. Like, there is, like, I feel like maybe in the last 10 years, there's really been, like, an explosion of strategic board games. Yep. Or, and, and to be fair, they may have been there, but more on, like, the Dungeons and Dragons, like, the certain demographic was into it not very mainstream but now board games have kind of crossed over into the mainstream with like settlers of Catan and uh ticket to ride and some of those games that became pretty popular yep yep and i i will i'll add in that i there are definitely those tiers of dungeons and dragons that has been around forever forever and is something that is multi hours days However, in depth and and as as detailed as you want to make it, and you really can, if if we were to compare it to today, that is like the original alter ego, almost metaverse like, yeah, LARPing, just like a completely different persona that right. you can build and play and way to get immersed into another world. Whereas the mainstream games, I've noticed one thing that, that always bugged me with games, well, Monopoly, because my family never played it right, it always felt like it took forever. And because you make up those, like, you make up rules so that way everybody kind of always has money or something and you never want to oh, really be cutthroat. We cut did not throat. do that. <laughs> we, yeah, they, it was, especially if you play with Haley Robinson. She's cutthroat when it comes to Monopoly. Yeah, if you play right, it should only take. One to two hours. Right. And I, I've i never really enjoyed games because if it takes more than two hours, I'm kind of not interested anymore. Right. So I've noticed there's this sweet spot where a lot of the new games, the ones that we've we've looked at, the ones that we've gotten lately, are all in that 40 minute to about about an hour and a half time frame. Right. Now I will say, and that is after the first day we after play learning, it, which <laughs> typically takes us two to four hours. <laughs> yeah. And right. Cause uh, I got, what's it called? Scythe. So I got Scythe over Christmas and Scythe. I have heard Scythe has been around for a while and it's kind of compared to Catan. It's like in this, it's different game companies, but it's uh kind of similar strategies. Um, but way harder, and we, um, over Christmas, sat down to play it with the Robinsons, and we literally had to go to YouTube and watch, like, uh, two to three videos of yep. someone explaining us to us how to play because we could not figure it out based on the instruction. Yep. Like, booklet. <laughs> so it took us a good time, but then we, you and I played by ourselves. We finished in, like, 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, so, and that was that game was really fun. I really enjoyed that yep. one. But uh, Catan, I feel like, and this is what's funny about Catan. And Catan takes a while. Right. But 
we <laughs> we own Catan. Um, and I always laugh about Catan because we honestly haven't played it that often. And because one of the big... The, two, two reasons. Two reasons. One is because we're lazy. And two is because you and I got into such a argument while playing Catan because... Was it because I felt... Did you feel like I cut off your... You, no, I cut off your road. And I was so personally upset. offended by that <laughs> that we got into an argument and like to the point where we literally both started crying by the end of that argument. And then we yep. did not play Catan for a while. <laughs> and then the second reason is because they came out with the online version. Right. And now we have... We've basically just played online. Right. Because... I think we tried once to play Catan, just you and me, and it just isn't that fun. Right. Yeah, there's, because, like, some game. I mean, I think most games advertise that you can play with two people, and on Scythe even has an entirely, yeah. like, separate instruction book on how to play a one-person game. So I think games are starting to figure out how to solitaire, yeah. solitaire it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's more In fun case to play nobody groups. knows what solitaire is, <laughs> that is a card game that you play by yourself. I'm really bad at it, but I will say I uh, we have a game called Oregon Trail. It's like a card game. We haven't played it yet, but Jake and I were looking through it. Just uh, he wanted to play with the pieces, and I wanted to read the instructions. And for that game, it's almost like necessary that you have the maximum amount of people because you play as a group against the game, just like you're on the Oregon Trail. So the the only the way goal is to win, right? The only way you can win is if you have at least one person left alive at the end of the trail when you get to Oregon. And so the more people you have playing with you, the more likely you are to beat the game. And apparently, it's really hard to beat. So like, there's some games that it is. You, it isn't really that fun to play with a small amount of people. You know, I'm not sure I would want to play the Oregon Trail. Why not? Because you're an empath. That's you true. really you really like dive in and and let's think about this. If we're on the Oregon Trail, us and the Robinsons, and all of a sudden you're like, Sorry, you've got you've got dysentery. You're slowing us down. We need to leave you behind. Oh, I'll leave him behind in a heartbeat. If it's a game, 100%. But what if you start thinking about, like, what if this really was the Oregon Trail? <laughs> what if this is post-apocalyptic Oregon Trail, and we need to get to the Pacific Northwest for whatever reason? That's the only place that both has fish and not zombies. And we need fish. <laughs> Why do we need fish? <laughs> because they're the easiest thing to to procure in a post in a post apocalyptic world. Because we're not going to be making bullets. That's true. I don't true. know how to do that. That's true. And I'm only going to have so many arrows. Well, we could like trap animals. Yeah. But that's going to be like like rabbits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be we're we're going down this rabbit trail. Of post-apocalyptic world case scenarios, which, funny enough, is a lot of board games. Were you saying world case or worst case? I don't know what I said. <laughs> but I think we have to get to the ocean. Got it. Do you think... I know without a doubt that you have a better survival chance in the apocalypse than I do. 
Okay. We can agree on that. Okay. Okay. How much do you think Jake and I are going to slow you down? And at one point, at what point do you cut us loose? Never. Why would I do that? But like, say like we're injured. And you're not going to come back from it. Yeah. You're going to die. Eventually. What do you do? We're all going to die eventually. Okay, but like, this is a zombie apocalypse. What do you do? I try and find a doctor. Okay. (laughs) But when, at what point do you realize that you have to be the one that puts us out of our misery? I don't know. I don't (laughs) think we do that. Oh, okay. That's sweet. I'm not going to let that happen. Wow. That's sweet. We're just going to take our time and go slow. We're going to get wherever we got to go. Jake's going to learn real fast to be quiet <laughs> and and we're going to we're going to move at a safe a safe but quick pace. And we're going to have to teach him how to use guns. <laughs> I thought you just said they were not using guns cuz it's too well, hard no, to make bullets. Yeah, we're going to run out, but that's going to be like years down the road. Oh, okay, like okay, okay. realistically, how long does it take people to get to Oregon? Oh, we going to go Oregon in this? It doesn't. <laughs> everybody's going to have like one tank of gas, except for the preppers. They might have three tanks. Right, but they're just going to stay where they are. Yeah, they're probably going to stay where they are. So we're going to have one tank of gas, which means we could drive to Galveston if it's if the road is clear. Right. Or we could get halfway to Midland. Which means we're in the middle of nowhere. I'll say, we, but there's no fish get, in Midland. We get to Weatherford. What if we go to Shreveport part of... Is Shreveport near the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah. I'm so bad at geography. Shreveport, I think, does in fact have a... I think that there is... Gosh, I don't know. And I don't have my phone in front of me. A but large body of water? I think, well, I think it has a canal system that gets from the Gulf up to Shreveport. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it port. And you cross over whatever river going from it's next Texas. next to Cross Lake. And it, has a, it is nowhere. Well, it's. No, it, it's. Yeah, it's not because no. you're on 30. Is yeah, it 30 that takes you? We would be the same distance from the Gulf as basically where we already were. Maybe yeah. a little 30 minutes closer. But you're right on the river. That's true. That's true. And all rivers lead to the ocean. That is factual. So I don't know. Maybe we could make a little river boat. Anyway, anyway. These are are the kind of thoughts that you have to think through when you're playing these (laughs) post-apocalyptic world scenario board games. I don't get that into it, though. This is how I play strategic board games. Yes. Like, and I, as much as I enjoy enjoy strategic board games, my personality that doesn't come naturally to my personality type. And not to say that I'm not strategic, I am, but like I like to focus on like one thing at a time. Like I focus on my own game, and so it becomes more difficult when you then have to take into consideration. Not what I'm planning on doing the next five moves, but how is that going to be affected by your next five moves and like other person's next five? That's where it starts to hurt my brain. And so I tend to not think about any of that and just focus on my game, which typically means I lose. Typically. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely where we are are different in our board games. Because I like to not I like to think about what I'm doing. 
for the next five moves, but also like to think about potentially what everybody else is doing and where they are trying to get to. Yeah, see, that hurts and my it, brain. And that is something that, that, that you have pointed out before. You like to go much quicker yes. in board games. Whereas I don't care what you're doing. I just need to do another move, and you're slowing yep. me down. Yep, but I need to know... I need to know what I'm doing now and the next move and the move after that. And I also need to know what everybody else is doing. Or at least I need to feel comfortable thinking that I know what everybody else is going to be doing. Okay, so with that in mind, we played a game called Wingspan recently with the Robinsons. And the game is entirely about collecting birds for points, which sounds really dumb if you think about it. But it was actually very, very like competitive and strategic, and, it and was fun. fun. So, were you, were you, were you seeing what birds? Were you paying attention to what birds I was collecting in my dossier while you were collecting your birds in your dossier? No. So I think that is that's one of the things that is, in some ways, easier because in a game like that, it's a it's a lot. In some regards, it is a lot harder to be trying to think through what everybody is doing all at once because you're you're building all these different tracks of birds and then you're doing a bunch of stuff with them. So I think for me, it was a lot easier to just like focus on building out the things that I was building. And I realized very quickly like the bonus there's like bonus cards at the beginning that you get to like hit a certain number of of birds on your board and I was like I'm not going to get that so I didn't even think about that anymore and then I was just like building out these fun little tracks of of birds. bird guys yeah <laughs> and it so it in some ways that was more helpful because I didn't have to think about what everybody else was doing i just had i was able to focus on mine and as long as i knew what i was supposed to be going after that is is how i did it and and i also i will i did go into the game caring less and trying to move faster because the goal for me with that game was to finish early so that we could also watch a movie. And then you won. So maybe and you should I keep won. that strategy. Because otherwise you are the slowest game player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, maybe I maybe I overthink games. But maybe I'm not. Mm, <laughs> as your wife, I'm going to say you... Well, I don't know. Because I overthink things. When I'm not overthinking something, you are overthinking something, and vice versa. So that doesn't work out as well. No, it doesn't. That means at at any given time, one of us is overthinking something. Yep. But sticking to the board games, I want to go back to that first Catan game that we played. The first Catan game? Yes. The 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 argument. The fight. What happened? Maybe you don't remember. Some things I just remember. That's one of them. You were in the process of building a road to a lumber tile. 
You remember specifically that it was I a lumber I remember specifically. Wow. Because it was like the only one on the board that wasn't already taken. And by you building that road, you are then going to be tied with me for the longest road. And I was like, well. I can't have that. I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> I, that, can't, that can't be because I need the longest road. Otherwise, I surely will lose. So that was a situation where I was thinking ahead, counting your your road. And if I had known you were just going to stop there, it wouldn't have been a problem. But the fact that you could have gone further, that was the problem for me. So instead of communicating to me that <laughs> and asking me my strategy, because I would have gladly told you my yep. strategy... And it would have avoided this whole mess. It would have. So your lack of communication skills. <laughs> yeah. So it was a big debacle, but it's fine. That's what happened. I could have. I could have just asked. It's funny though, because I have heard a lot of people talk about like big arguments that occurred during board games. So people get into it, man. Yeah. People get very passionate when you spend two hours working at a very like slow pace. It sucks when yep. someone blocks you. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is another aspect, though. When you're talking about a game like Catan, where you are essentially building a civilization, versus a game like Wingspan, where you're bird watching, <laughs> the difference in the difference in like your mental state of like, okay, I need to build the best civilization I can versus, oh, I want to look at some cool birds. Well, just different strategies because both you, both you're, you're both building something. It's just one interacts in one game. Your building is interacting with somebody else's building. And in like wingspan, your build does not interact with anybody else's build. And so it's like if anyone's ever played Bananagrams, it's like because Bananagrams is like Scrabble, but you are playing your own individual board against somebody else's individual board. So there's a competition there, but still the freedom because you know that no one's going to mess with your board. And I appreciate that because when people met like in games, I think that's why like as much as I enjoyed Scythe and I really do like Catan, I don't I I don't do well thinking about other people's strategies mm -hmm. while focusing on my own and so the knowledge that other people can interact and interfere with my strategy stresses me out. Do you thrive knowing that? I, I guess you're just good I at would, that. I wouldn't say that I thrive at that. I would say that it it's different because then there there is a reason to think about what other people are doing. In some situations, I don't have to do that. Like, we also have Ticket to Ride. And Ticket to Ride, I think, is is low enough in terms of the intellectual uh, necessities of playing that... But it's also... It feels very, very rushed and confusing to me because, I mean, all we're doing is building train tracks... But it it seems very because of that I can focus on what I'm doing and then if all of a sudden there's two train tracks intersecting I'm like oh well I need to figure out something new I don't really think about that 
forward because there's not really there's only one or two things you do every round. Right, 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 right. Whereas these these other games where you're doing ten different actions, ten different right. actions, like that's it's a lot of different stuff happening. But I I I want to go back to the idea of of for me, and I thought that maybe you would appreciate this: the idea of Catan, where you are building a civilization, where you are you are for for lack of a better term and to not sound blasphemous at all, you are playing God in that situation in a, in a very, very, we got it. Yeah. Versus bird watching. Like you're, you're not, you're not really doing. It's not the same mental state that the I, game is putting. I you guess in. whenever I play Catan, I don't really think of it as building a civilization, but like, okay. Back up. So I, growing up, um, especially in high school, uh, super into computer games. And by, I feel like when you say computer games today, people just think of like Joystick and like Call of Duty or whatever yeah, on the computer. Yeah, yeah. No, those weren't around. You're thinking of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Heck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow, we're, we're just going down sorry, here with I just, this like, podcast. Roller Coaster Tycoon, that was, I freaking loved that game. Especially because I knew all the cheat codes. And The Sims, <laughs> I was obsessed with The Sims. Would play Sims far too much. Um, also knew the cheat codes for that. Um, Rosebud, I don't know any of the cheat codes. Can you Rosebud? tell me some? Oh my god, What's Rose, Rosebud? Rosebud, you, you just typed in Rosebud what? repetitively and it gave you like unlimited cash. Cha-ching. Right. And, and that's for that's, that's for, for The Sims. It's oh. still Rosebud too. I want Roller Coaster Tycoon. There was, there's a ton of them. Like if you, because you can like the name the little people, different names, mostly Ooh. from like the credits at the Mr. end. Mr. Moneybag. And it was well, just like the names from the credits, like the senior okay. editor or whatever. Okay. And it would like make them look a certain way or like do something different. Uh. Or like you, well, actually I got other, uh, then I knew a money, I knew how to get money from it, like free money. But then also we just liked building ridiculous roller coasters and like killing people because, you know. That's what yeah, because that's what roller coasters are supposed <laughs> well, to do. Well, we did the same thing in The Sims because, like, we would, you know, put someone in a swimming pool and then remove the ladder and yeah, see how and long just it make takes. them swim. Right, it's bad. Anywho, um, one of the games that we liked playing was Civilization. Have you ever played of it or heard of it? I've not. No, you've never even heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've <gasps> now, heard of that it. That is a fun game, and so there was Civilization, which was a little bit more. I feel like. It was uh, either it was either like a more expensive game or a more complicated game. So we didn't play it as often because there was also a game called Pharaoh, which was essentially civilization, but specifically for Egypt. And you, oh my gosh, I freaking made all those civilizations like crazy. It was so fun because then you would like plant food and like it would next to the Nile and like maybe it's because I'm a history buff, but that was super fun. So it would almost be like a borderline historic version of Farmville. Yes, but I never played Farmville. But we play like all the Sim games, like Sim Ant and Sim City. Never heard of Sim Ant. Sim Ant. Okay, I this may be a game that not many people know about, but you literally built an ant colony, and you could like be in underneath the ground in the ant colony, but you could also go up to the land and like, but you had to be careful because like raindrops or like the lawnmower and stuff, and it was like super Just bad like the graphics. Movie ants. Right. It was really fun. Also didn't win. Or spiders could come and kill you. Oh, spiders. And you just, like, control the ants. Um, what was I going to say? Oh. But as we got older, not older, like, 
What do you mean middle school? We started playing the Nancy Drew computer games because we mm. were real. We were so into. That's honestly, we could do a whole podcast on my obsession with Nancy Drew and detective. Yep. Stories. Um. Anywho, the Nancy Drew computer games are extremely difficult, and you can attest to that because I bought one maybe like a year after we got married. Yeah, we and, bought one in like 2015. And I made you. I made you play it with we me. We played it. It was fun. It was but a lot of had, fun. We had. To, we had to use a. We had to cheat. Or we had to like go look up we had the. To, no, we. It has like the thing where you can just have it. You can click a button and it just does the next. It shows you the next thing. No, that's not accurate. Yeah, that's what it was. No, that's not. I mean, how many Nancy Drew games have you played, and how many have I played? Um, what? <laughs> and I played twenty. So. Well, I I was under the. We I used think a walkthrough. It, like we had to go find the online walkthrough to get past a couple of very difficult spots, which is typical. Like I've but it never was from Nancy Drew. Correct. The walkthrough. I, yes, I've never played a Nancy Drew game without having to use a walkthrough. That's how difficult these games are. Check them out. Correct. Which is actually really sad because they've stopped stopped making them because you want to why them very slowly. No, they stopped making the games because they have recognized that um, the this like younger generation, the for especially for the girls, because let's be honest, the majority of people playing Nancy Drew games who are girls, yep. they don't play computer games anymore. And if they do uh, play a game, it's on their phone. Uh, and Nancy Drew is far too uh, like you can't you can't convert it to a phone. It would take yeah. up far too much memory. So they like. An entire company has like been like trying. They've like paused all their games and are trying to figure out what wow. to do next. So R.I.P. Nancy Drew computer games. Wow. I hear me say this: Nancy Drew computer games. Her interactive. I will buy your next game if you make it for computer. Yeah, I'll buy it too. But that just means <laughs> we'll share. We're gonna buy one we'll copy. Right. Anywho, that's my little uh, tirade about not tirade yep. tangent about computer games. Yep. So growing up, there were the basic board games, turns into computer games for most most of us. My brother and I, we would play a lot of Activision Blizzard games. What? I, what? I've never heard of any of these. Activision Blizzard is a company. Okay. Their CEO, well, I, I can't remember if it's their CEO, but they've been they've been sued by their employees for a toxic work environment and sexual harassment. Fudge. So hopefully they're going downhill. Hopefully they're going to reap the gonna, consequences yeah, of their implode. own actions. But they, they were the ones who made Diablo, Diablo 2, oh, Diablo 3. Okay, okay, okay. They made World of Warcraft. Got it. I've, I don't know. There was this game before World of Warcraft. There's Warcraft and Warcraft 2. Those are ones that you could just play online. I remember hearing about Diablo, but I never played Diablo. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I Was it actually it. like a PC game or like yeah, a video game? it was a PC game. But then there there was also this game called, I think it was called Starcraft. That sounds That was familiar. before World of Warcraft. And eventually World of Warcraft took over. Right, right. But what's interesting is I don't hear about War, War, I always World say of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. All I hear... Literally, all I hear is Fortnite. Yeah, now it's all. Is that Fortnite. like the only thing that kids play these days? Is Fortnite? Well, I think they play other games, but Fortnite's pretty big. It's been like dominated. Yeah, and it's one of those that it is a free game, but you can spend a lot of money in it buying. Oh, I... buying like upgrades. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 
we've actually watched a couple of documentaries, probably on Netflix, about um, e-game competitions. Oh, man. E-games are, are crazy. Wave of the future. And I think one of them was about League of some game called League of Legends. Yep. And the other one may have been World of Warcraft. I don't remember. But let me tell you, I and I don't. Again, this may just be because I'm weird. I remember very much growing up, uh, and uh, and in the friend group, the boys were the only ones who played video games, despite the fact that I wanted to play, and we would just watch the boys play. And at the time, it was like Super Smash and Mario Kart. I actually highly enjoy watching people play video games, and so watching that documentary made me realize, like, I would legitimately love to go see an e-games competition and watch these people play these games i think it would be very exciting and these athletes get paid a freaking ton of money to do it yeah the good ones are it's they're insane expensive. it's like really yep. crazy that people can make a a living inc- yeah they really can make a living off this yep. stuff which yep. honestly in this may be an unpopular opinion but um i kind of have more respect for them than i have respect for like tiktok influencers does that make sense yeah, sure. I feel like they're like actually doing something. Yeah, and working yeah. hard at something, which yeah. may be me looking poorly upon people <laughs> who work hard to create content. But yeah, I think content creation's a, a big deal. I think people do a lot to do that. And that's coming from me, an influencer. You're myself. an influencer. <laughs> you you know what it takes to create. I content. know what it takes, and I'm really not that good at it. So I know, hear me say it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. <laughs> I just think that, you know. I think you think I playing was, video games is more respectable. Well, because like it's a skill, and you're working hard on it. You're not making hard. You're not making money off of like your persona. Does that mm. make sense? Because yeah. influencers are making money off like Photoshop photos. Ooh, yeah. And like hashtags, wow. like an algorithm. Ooh. They're making money off of an algorithm, which I guess you could say the same thing about video games. But I'm just gonna sit on this. The, I'm gonna die on this hill. Okay? okay. Okay. That's how I feel about it. Well, I think that that is. We've we've gone off the topic that we started with, that being board games. Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's interesting because I I see this arc of very, very basic games of chance board games that I'm sure all children have cried over losing a board game. Ultimately, those go into computer games, which originally playing I, I remember playing games in school that were like... Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Counting all the red frogs before the timer runs out. Did you play Amazon Trail? Because that was a good game too. Yeah, I, I remember Amazon Trail vaguely. But like these games that are semi-educational. And that's how you got computer time during school is playing these semi-educational games. That turning into, nowadays, games like League of Legends and... Fortnite and all these other things that that are cross-platform so all the different all the different um computer types xbox ps whatever version we're on but now as adults we've gone back to the basics we're going back to board games except now it's it's more intellectual and very I guess you could call it intellectually stimulating where we sit there and get upset because we're taking too long because we're thinking about the board (laughs) game too much. And ultimately, ultimately, we're all crying like the babies we were when we were playing 
Shoots and ladders. It's the circle of life. It's the circle of life. It's the circle. Well, how people. Another reason why life is the best board game there is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. Thanks. Thanks. I would say we could end it here, but I mean, is there more to talk about? No, there's not. No? No. You were about to say something, though. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh. Well, oh, I think I was going to say that board games, are, I think they're less expensive, but they're really not. Because Scythe is a $65 game. Yeah, yeah, that's the... But, like, how much is an Xbox 360? Is it a 360? Oh, I don't know what the... Those, the the consoles are expensive. They're on... And then the they're games are... They're around $500. Are they really? Yep. Holy the, fudge. The gaming consoles are around $500, maybe even more. I don't know. But the way that it works now, I think... This is how much we know about gaming. If anybody wants to come on and have a gaming episode... Well, you listen. Can, you can, yeah, you can try and get on the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> I think the games are based on they call them season passes. So you pay like fifty. You bucks. don't even buy the game anymore. You pay fifty bucks and you get to play the game as much as you want for six months or something. That's a or like scam. a year. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the crazy part is that the. The gaming industry is so large, and the way they are making it even larger is by, one, not giving people the game. And, and you have to buy things inside the game. And then allowing people to buy modifications, which it does not – for any any game that is that is a legitimate, competitive, and respectable game – Buying modifications does not actually make you a a more competitive person. It just maybe gives you a, a cool looking right, guy. an individualized, personalized yeah. character. Yeah, and there are there are certain like levels like as you play and as you get more experience, maybe you can find or utilize a specific gun that you couldn't utilize before. But that I don't. I don't think that that often comes into play with with something like League of Legends. Everybody is pretty much on the same playing field when you're talking about like the e-game world. You can't have somebody who basically buys their way to the top. That I don't think would work the same in e-gaming. Whereas in professional sports, there People is that buy their way to the top. there's that raw natural talent and then the ability to pay for the best of the best, yeah, basically trainers to make you better, and so the that's that's actually why they have things like salary caps in professional sports, because if you have teams that just buy all of the all stars, then they would always win. But if you have a salary cap, that kind of levels wait the playing field. When you say salary cap. Are you talking about per person or a team can only no. pay a total per of... team? Wow. Per team. So say I didn't know that. Yeah, for like the Yankees, they well, I don't know if it I don't know if it's like per team or if it's like the 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 sport wide like the National Baseball League if they've got a specific um so if it's like every single team has to be below four hundred million for salaries for their team. And it it's a 
And I think it's like that. Like everybody, there's this salary cap that everybody has to be under. And it makes it competitive because then if you've got two or three all-stars that are just really good, once they come back up for a new contract, you either can pay for one of those all-stars and you have to trade the other two because you're not going to be able to meet your salary cap. Or those all-stars have to be like, we care more about winning. We'll take less than our market value. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, real fascinating. <laughs> With that, I think um, since we've moved on to professional sports. No, 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 no. We are not good at that good, professional um, sports podcast. Good luck to all you football fans out there because playoffs started this week. So I think if you talk to people in the general public, most of them are going to be upset. And the other half won't be. Until next week. In the end, there's only one team that wins. Everybody else, you're losers. That's how it works. <laughs> so good luck to all of you. Don't don't get too upset. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.